A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. All right. Welcome back to a world game changing podcast. I am your guest host, Bob Conlon. I'm a professional certified coach with the International Coach Federation, an author, a father, a husband and lover of all things relationship. Uh, we are back for part two with our guest, uh, Rubria Mendoza, talking all things about intercultural relationships and how some of uh, the unique challenges get presented uh, when we're in a relationship with someone from a different country, a different culture. Uh, Rubria is, was born in Mexico. Uh, she's married to an American. And uh, if you haven't checked out episode one, please do. We talk all about uh, how our identity gets shaped and honored in a relationship that's intercultural, as well as some of the communication challenges that we have, uh, some of the the opportunities that we see as well. So please uh, check that episode out as well. And um, uh, if you don't know Rubria, Rubria uh, has 20 years experience in a variety of areas such as accounting, organizing events and expos, and process management. Um, she also co-leads, co-serves with me on World Game Changers North America as our secretary and treasurer. And as I shared before, Rubria is one of those people that you meet and you just instantly feel connected to and instantly love. So uh, Rubria, welcome back. I'm so excited to continue this conversation. Thanks, Bob. Thanks you. Uh, thank you for all the warming welcome yeah yeah it's easy to do easy to do so um so as we i'm I'm really excited about uh this topic today um and and how it you know how it's impacted and i'm very curious about it um today we're talking about how our intercultural relationship can impact our children right our children i can only imagine um like what's available in that conversation and you know myself i'm i'm a new father I've been a father, uh, well, for the last couple of years, I still consider that new. I'm still still learning a lot every single day. And, you know, I can even see just in the relationship I have with my wife, she's, uh, I think, third generation Polish, uh, you know, totally Americanized, totally American. But even some of the ways that we raise our child uh, will, we're, are very differently informed from from, you know, my experience growing up and from her experience growing up, you know, like perfect example is, you know, when it comes to healthcare, she tends to lead more natural, holistic, like old world kind of, you know, medicine, herbs and tinctures. And I'm very much like Westernized, like, you know, let's throw a prescription at it. Right. So like right there, that's, you know, and that, that was shaped by, you know, our childhood, they were shaped by our parents upbringing and, you know, very much the, you know, our, our, ancestral and historical background. So, um, so I'm very curious to hear your take on what you, what you notice in this intercultural relationship around raising your children, um, you know, supporting them, um, things like that. So, um, where do you see to start this, this part of the conversation? Yes. Um, you know, it's very interesting, the example you put, because that's, um, a lot of what, what happens here at home, (laughs) you know, with the kids. Um, with uh, in our family, mm-hmm. you know, the been coming from different backgrounds, different cultures. Um, 
it has been very interesting now passing that or um, including our children, right? How we are raising them. Um, and it definitely takes a lot of communication, a lot, a lot, tons of patience. Sure. <laughs> for, um, for my husband and I to talk, to go through. Um, just, you know, we, any, any marriage, any family have a coming from different, you know, circles is a challenge um, already. Mm -hmm. And adding that coming from a completely different a culture where not necessarily you knew what, you know, is entitled to. And, you know, it comes with a package kind of thing. And then you learn on halfway and like, oh, is how do I make this work? Right. Um, in our, in our case, we had the, you know, I think we, we had a little bit of advantage before we have our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the um, probably first um, second year, we talk a lot about, you know, when we will have kids, key things that we will have an agreement at that point, and we will stick to it. Nice. Yeah. And that has really helped uh, us. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and what was um, the one agreement that, you know, up to this day, we have two, uh, two girls, eight and five. Mm -hmm. And, and we have, um, you know, be consistent with that agreement. We agreed at that point, I mean, 12 years back, that one thing we will do is to let our kids fail mm. to help them learn mm. and then um you know we will be there we will be you know there make sure we will make sure that they will always have a safe spot here with us that they will always have um a place to come back Right for us, but they will. Um, but showing them that failing is part of life. That how they can um, how they can get strong from that, right? Mm, and yeah. that um, I'm explaining all those all that because that really put us in an advantage position. Right. Um, now that we have uh, our kids, now kids got here into our lives. We, you know, we're like, oh, has any other parent like now? Now what we do? Right. <laughs> we have the kid here. Okay. Now what's next? What is the the book that tells us what to do? Um, it has been um, very 
interesting in I think the first years and I think I still can see it here and there how mm -hmm. coming from different cultures especially you know um me trying to you know I talk a lot here at home about you know what we do how I was raised how things I did when I was a kid and without even thinking you know I do things that I can pass on to them and that are completely different or completely new to my husband like what are you doing right? <laughs> what's a what's an example of that yeah like, what are you doing or vice yeah. versa right yeah um an example you know um you know in mexico we we don't talk about certain things and we don't talk um you know uh, until certain age you know kids and and here is different right here is different and and especially you know with my husband he is you know <clears throat> one perfectly um good example is we um in one day right i heard him explaining one of my uh, one of our daughters well this is how uh, you know this machine works and this has a physics part of it and then if you put this pressure and then it goes to this uh, you know explaining all kind of a uh, technical uh, technical and she was just like an hour oh, right uh, <laughs> listening to him and i'm like why are you overwhelming their poor kid she's just a kid just tell her you know it's a, a little car that if you put it here it has wheels it needs to have round things to move right and he's like no no right um you need they need to engage they need to learn they need to explore they need to be pushed and that's his thing always they need to be pushed right i remember at that point i was like no 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 we don't do that push at this early age i didn't get pushed out of my home until i was ready to get out of you know and I, no, 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 no. So for me, it was like I wanted to keep the kids like in a bubble kind of thing. Like, no, no, less. They are they are kids and they don't need to to be pushed yet. Right. <clears throat> and. And I learned, right. Yes, that was the way I grew. I grew up, but there is a different way and it works, too. And it's fine. And there has been, you know, opposite um, examples, mm. and you know, it's it's perfectly fine. I, you know, the example that you were um, mentioning about your wife, you know, more a holistic um, a, approach. Yeah. That I, I could see, you know, uh, here everything here. They got a cut. They got a bruise. They beat uh, her because they were running all day long for everything i would just go and say hey you want to put this uh, cremita what i call real lotion mm -hmm. for everything and my husband like why are you doing that doesn't even work for us no it will help right <laughs> and he's at the beginning he's like 
yeah, you and your things, you and your oldness, <laughs> you and your things, oh my gosh. And, you know, through the years, even him, he's like, hey, do you have one of those lotions? Do you have something to put in, you know, that I need? So it's become very interesting. The kids now, they, they come and say, hey, mom, can I put some of the little lotion here? <laughs> things like that. So um, children definitely, uh, having children definitely have expand um, my husband and I opportunity to learn from mm. each other. And, and I, you know, I, I have to say the communication between us have improved because we we have two little ones that are following us, right? Sure. And, and we and want our both backgrounds, our both ways to do it, our both cultures and traditions to be, for them to be proud of. of, of. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, there's a responsibility there too, right? Like it's um, to be able to, I mean, the, the thing I, I got present to yesterday in, in a, a post I was sharing was, our children are always watching us. They're always learning from us, you know, and, and what are we modeling for them? Like, you know, what are they learning from, from both of us? And there's such, there's such like a dichotomy, you know, when it comes to, you know, I think the intercultural, it's like, well, mom does it this way and dad does it this way. And like there's, you know, so almost like there's a necessity um, and something you mentioned earlier too, about like doing this basically on purpose, like do being very intentional with how you want to raise your children you know, I feel is like, I mean, it's extremely important and maybe even more important here when there's, there's just two different like pools or two, you know, that you're swimming in, right. There's two mm -hmm. different, um, you know, very different approaches to lots of things in relationship. And, um, you know, what, one of the things too, I I've noticed, um, um, that's available to children in, in like a intercultural relationship is like access to language, access to different types of language. Um, and it's something that, um, like I, I know, like I've always kind of yearned for or wanted was like to be <laughs> multilingual or bilingual. And, um, you know, it's something that, um, you know, going back to sharing kind of my experience with my wife, um, my wife was not taught po like Polish that generation that came over, like it was frowned, it was frowned down upon. It was frowned upon if you spoke any other language besides English. So that generation didn't teach their children because it would further like segregate them or further isolate yeah. them or make them more different, which, you know, expose them to bullying and things like that. And it's always like, you know, I've always talked to my wife. She's like, I wish she would have taught us, you know, I wish she would have taught us. And um, with my son and my son goes to daycare a few days a week. And one of the things that we, we really wanted was that he would have access to other language. You know, he, he would have access to um, other forms or ways to communicate and understand that. And it's, um, you know, I think it's important. So, so I'm curious how, um, like what you notice about language in your home, language in your home, like with certainly with your husband, also like with your children, like what are some of the things that you notice come up for you? Yes. So <clears throat> for us is, um, 
you know, day to day, you know, they unfortunately, you know, our kids, they don't speak Spanish um, as much as I would like to. Neither my husband, he took, um, um, when we got married, Mm -hmm. He took Spanish uh, classes. He, I mean, he speaks a little bit. He understands, um, you know, the, when we go visit, uh, he, he understands the, you know, what my family or friends are saying. The issue is, you know, we speak too fast. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. impossible to understand you like there anyway, but um but in terms of our, you know, our kids, we both want, right? It, it was one of the other things, like, we are going to raise our kids to at least have both languages, right? English and Spanish. Um, we are very fortunate. The school they are, um, they attend, we, they have, let me think, 64. Um, I mean, they combine um, uh, uh, all the kids in that school. Mm-hmm. They combine languages that they are, you know, the backgrounds, different backgrounds. The families attending there. Sixty-four. Uh, 64 wow. So that wow. is, um, you know, a wonderful thing because for our oldest daughter, she has expressed. Right, like, hey, I'm trying hard on Spanish. I'll do whatever I want, I, I can do to learn more and more and to be fluent. But she always also wants to learn more, right? Because she's exposed to more, um, to friends that speak uh, a different languages, dialects. And, and it's a great thing, not just because of the language portion. But um, is also, um, I want to learn this other language, but I want to learn the culture of where this language is spoken. Right? Mm. And so it, it's increasing their knowledge, increasing their, um, also their empathy with others. Um, you know, to by learning, by able to communicate, um, is that is something that we encourage, and that was one of the other you know agreements we had twelve years ago that you know we will raise our kids to be bilingual at mm. least. My husband, he is um, let me think, I think third generation. Uh, also, uh, his family came from Germany, and he speaks, you know, words here and there in German. Oh, nice! A little nice. bit of French. So, uh, we want to encourage the kids to learn, but not just because of, oh, hey, I I know how to speak this other language, right? Get into it, learn about the culture, learn learn about the countries, and then mm-hmm. how we can, you know. Um, get the entire package yeah and yeah i mean that's that's um that's how it, it is going on here but it is it's not easy 
because as I mentioned, they are not fluent in Spanish. And most of the days here at home, I'm just taking Spanish, asking questions, asking things to do, and hey, um, you know, and I can hear around the world like, what did she say? I don't know. I just yeah. say yes, I'll find out later, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it is what it is, and I will continue doing it, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. To, because it is the only way, I mean, to, to get involved and then to learn. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you so much for sharing where um, I have one more question. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're coming up on time here, but um, what's like, what's, I'm curious, like what's a, maybe a word or a phrase that means something completely different uh, for your husband and then something completely different for you, if anything comes to mind. And like, for example, there's a story that um, when Sh when Chevy released its Nova in the States, it was a wildly popular car, NOVA, um, and it sold like crazy. And then when they when they tried to sell it in, in Mexico, like it would not sell at all. And if you break down Nova, 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 right, it means don't, wow. no, no, don't, go, don't right? no go. Don't <laughs> no go. So why would you buy a car that means no go? So I'm wondering if you notice um like real quick if, if something like that that you notice like or you know it means one thing here one thing and the kids are like what the heck we don't know what to do yeah anything come up to mind for that well yes and um it's not necessarily a word yeah. but it's also a cultural thing sure um we do a lot of you know we we talk a lot with um our hands or mm -hmm. with gestures mm -hmm. and <laughs> It's an eternal complaint, and uh, he, I mean, for him, I think he just gave up. But uh, he asked for something, and I will just say, mm hmm, mm hmm, that's all. And <laughs> like, was that a yes or a no? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, and the kids now, you know, because they listen, they, from time to time, they repeat it. And he's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Three of you. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, that's uh, um, what I came to mind with yeah, the awesome. question. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, more will come to mind too, <laughs> as you notice, and after we get off. So yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing just so open and vulnerably. Um, this has been a great conversation um, and just really appreciate you. So um, this has been a, a World Game Changers podcast. I've been your co-host, Bob Conlon. If you want to keep this conversation going, feel free to reach out. You can reach me at Bob at ConlinCoaching.com. That's C-O-N-L-I-N Coaching.com. Take care. Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>